Everybody, David, welcome to the underground. David Hebner, live underground. This is where we go underground so we could talk about things that, well, you can't talk about above ground because, yeah, you know, they will disconnect you, but they're not going to here because we are on Roku and Amazon and uh, Android. So I want to thank you guys for joining us out there in TV land. Also, thank you guys for joining us, joining us at davidhebner.tv. We uh, really love you and appreciate you. Okay, so we have some guests tonight. We have... Uh, Scott Gilbert, we're talking about praying and, and healing people. We have Doc Jen in the house. Of course, Pastor Mike's usually always here, and you're here. Um, so if you have any questions, I want you to raise your hand. Uh, if I see your, where your hand is raised, then I'll bring you in. If you've got a, okay, Sunshine raised a hand. Sunshine, you there? I'm here. Hey. Hey there. I've got a question for Doc Jen. Yeah. Hey, Doc Jen, what do you think about alkaline water? I am a fan of alkaline water. I use it myself in my clinic. Oh, no way. I'm really blessed to hear that. I've got, my husband and I have had an alkaline water unit in our house for, I don't know, almost 10 years now, I think. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it gets rid of acid reflux. What do you think about that? I've actually seen that happen with people. No more acid reflux no, or reflux. I've actually known about a guy that got healed from T-cell lymphoma, which is a cancer by drinking alkaline water. He was supposed to die like within three months and he bought an alkaline water unit. Three and a half months later, he was up giving testimony about being healed. Absolutely, I've heard some great testimonials as well. Well, thank you. I just, that's what I wanted to ask you yeah. about. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Sunshine. You. Yeah, and I, I can, uh, I have a testimony on that. She offered me a glass of water alkaline. Immediately, this acid reflux went away. Uh, and so I was really thankful about that. Um, so let's see, Scott, I want to ask you uh, about, uh, you prayed, I, you, I'm not sure, I don't think you prayed for me, but I think your, your, um, uh, hey guys. I, I think your, yeah. your, your partner, uh, your friend yeah, prayed Yeah, I got a couple me. guys with me, yeah. Right, so uh, we're talking about acid reflux just because that's what I deal with now. Have you yeah, seen, man. have you seen anyone healed? Have you, has God used you to heal anyone of acid reflux? Uh... I mean, I've prayed for a lot of people that had abdominal pain. I don't, I'm not a doctor. I don't really dig into it, but okay. if I can just give a pointer on that. Okay. Yeah. Um, when we pray for the sick, all right, I just used Jesus's model and I just saw what Jesus did. Jesus never negotiated with the father. He never whined. He never cried. Oh Lord, it would be so good if you would heal. He commanded the body. He spoke life into the body. So if like, can I just model it and pray for you for the acid reflux? for our people that are listening to this? Is that okay? Sure, we don't have a lot of time, but I never like to put prayers in a box, but- uh, 10 seconds. Sure, I'll take it, okay. 10 seconds. All right. So Father, I thank you in Jesus' name for David's acid reflux to be completely healed right now. Stomach, work properly the way you were designed on the authority of Jesus Christ. All acid go, all pain go right now in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, thank you, I, I accept that. Thank you, Scott. Um, Doc Jen, do you pray for people in your practice uh, when they come in? Do you lay hands on them and pray for them? I do. I have prayed for people in my clinic. So um, it may uh -huh. not always be the initial visit, just kind of depending on whatever vibe I'm getting from them, but I do often. Yeah. Do, you know, a lot of times it's not politically correct to pray for people. 
have you ever had any pushback on that? People come into your office, you had anybody tell you, no, I don't want you to touch me? Uh, well, most people are there for me to put my hands on them. As far as the prayer, I've had maybe one or two who have declined politely. Uh, one was a Jehovah's Witness lady. She didn't actually reject the prayer, but she tried to instruct me on how to pray. Um, so I have oh, little, little nuances oh. like that. <laughs> yeah. H have you, um, have you, uh, are you leery to put hands on people? Have you experienced demonic activity on people if they come into your office? Uh, I asked Scott that. What say you on that? I've had had some manifestations. Um, I'm thinking of one person in particular, but she was very sweet. She was very receptive and hers was more, she was very twitchy on the table and you can tell that she was kind of working through some things. Um, so I just continue to kind of pray and let them work it out. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So someone raised a hand. Uh, was that Rhonda? If you guys raised a hand and I didn't catch it, you can go ahead and jump on in. Uh, uh, okay, so here's the question for Pastor Mike. Is Pastor, are you with us there? Okay, maybe he's not with us. Okay, so uh, Scott, you have gone up to people. I'm here, David. Oh, oh, okay, gotcha. Okay, so we talked about, I asked Scott this question, and he looked at me like you look at me sometimes when I ask you a question. I said, you know, I don't know where Jesus ever went up and just prayed for people. Uh, and Scott said to me, well, you know, it's interesting because uh, Jesus just went up and, uh, and, and healed people. He met their needs. Can you elaborate on that? Did, did Jesus pray? I, I know he prayed in, uh, to the Father. I know that. But, but did he go up and pray for people? Is there any place in the Bible? Is that a question for me, David? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, I'm going to say that he did, but I'm going to have to find you an example of that because nothing's coming to mind immediately. I don't think Jesus always waited for an invitation to pray well, this for is, people. This is what I was getting at. This was the door I was trying to walk through. He, he wasn't was you know we all we often wait for an invitation for someone to come and pray for us or at least for a door to open so we can walk through it should we do that or we should we do what jesus did where he just did what he knew he had to do okay so that's a yeah that's a whole different so so yes i, I would agree with that and and that that tunes us into hearing the voice of god understanding the language of the holy spirit and um, so, so I'll give you an example of that. Uh, Jesus was in a synagogue and the Pharisees had deliberately put a man with a withered hand in the front row. So so that he because they were waiting to see what he would do, because he, they knew he would address that. So that's exactly what he did. It says that he knew he saw the hardness of their heart. He called the man forward and healed him right in front of them so that that answers your your question does he does he wait for an invitation no he no. acts and does what he knows needs to be done in the in it, the moment it sounded like to me if i may be so bold that he actually took advantage of the situation to prove a point um uh, i would agree yeah yeah it wasn't i mean yeah it's like why couldn't we go into a room and say, Father, 
I want you, you know, I'd like for you to be glorified and I, I'd, I'd like to see this person healed and please use me to operate through me. I don't think the father would be, would be insult. I mean, that's what Jesus did. How could God be insulted if we, if we humbly and did it properly, I'm talking about. Yeah, no, I think he would be overjoyed at the demonstration of your faith. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, let's see, we had a question here. I think Scott um, wanted to know, uh, Shanita, you may have to help me out on this. Uh, in order to, what was that question, Shanita? I guess she's not there. It, it was... Okay. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Two by two. Can't hear you. The two by two. Two by two. Yeah, I meant, I think I heard a little bit, Shanita. Were you asking about, um, you know, do we always go two by two? I can start with that just to make it quick. You know, sure. I think Jesus sent them out two by two because uh, if he didn't send them out by themselves, they'd go home and have lunch. They wouldn't actually do it. It was more accountability. But they each had all the authority, right? But when you send him out with a buddy, you kind of held accountable to it. So uh, I don't ever use that as an excuse to not go love people. Oh, no, I have a friend who can't love people. No. Yeah, Christians love to eat, don't they? It's their favorite thing is eating. Let's just go somewhere and let's go get something to eat. And let's have coffee and talk about it. No, I don't want to talk about it. Go do it. Yeah, pray for the waitress. Yeah, See them heal. their feet always hurt. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, Doc Jen, I want to ask you about cancer because we talk about this in one of the videos. Um, does cancer come about by, could it come about by a, a person's way of thinking? Um, I, the reason I'm asking this, I call it a generational curse, though it's not in the way that people think it is, is that the grandmother got it, the mother got it, and the daughter has it. Okay. Uh, does this come by way of a thought process of the lifestyle? Uh, what can you shed some light uh, on that? Absolutely. So, um, cancer has a couple of different roots. So, if you want to go on the spiritual aspect of it, cancer has been linked to a spirit of unforgiveness and bitterness. Um, so, people who have a spirit of bitterness are more likely to end up with cancer. Um, cancer also has a root of a subclinical infection. So dental infections can be correlated to a cancer. High toxic loads can be correlated to cancer. Um, but often it's in the organ system that is failing, that it's, it's needing nutrition, it's needing some sort of help. And cancer is kind of the, the mayday call for help for that organ system. Um, but it seems to be that the spiritual root is first and then the physical manifestation comes at some point later when that spiritual door is open. Wow. So, and also environmental, because I noticed that uh, it is not just living around some, some uh, electric lines that radiate cancer, but it's the way a person eats. You know, you walk into a home and you see junk food all over the place and they think that's the norm, right? Right. Uh, and so every generation is eaten that way and they yeah. pass it on down and they think that's normal. Well, you eat like that over a period of time, you're going to get sick, right? For sure. The, the body is starving for nutrition. Right. Right. But you see, here's the way I see this. It all works together for the good because 
here it is. <laughs> People eat junk. They get sick. Um, they go to you. You try to heal them. They won't listen to you. So then Scott's, Scott finds them someplace in line at Starbucks, and he goes, and he prays for them, right? And somewhere down the line, uh, they will get it, right? They may not even listen to Scott. They may actually tune into this gathering here. So somewhere, someone's going to get the truth. So anyway, guys, I really appreciate that. Uh, the only, my only thing is, is, is there any cure for my disease, which is called a passion to tell the people the truth. Is there a cure for that? You don't need a cure for that. <laughs> sure would be a lot easier, wouldn't it? All right. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. I love you guys. All right. We'll see you next week. God bless you. Bye-bye.